What is up, gamers? Welcome back to the Omega Metroid Podcast. I am Dak. It's your boy. Alongside, not Andy this week, but instead, for episode 92, we welcome back our great friend and other awesome Metroid fan, Duminal. How you doing, my man? How is, how is everything? Thanks for joining me. Hey, pretty good, Dak. Thanks for the intro. Um, yeah, it's been... Busy, busy weekend on my end. A lot of stuff going on. But today, uh, we finished finals, uh, finished the piano recital. I'm off work for the next couple of weeks. So life is finally smooth sailing and good again. And you know what? We're just going to appreciate it and and enjoy this mini vacation while it lasts. How are you doing, Dak? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Holidays coming up. I got a HCS rally this weekend. So I'll be in North Carolina for that, which should be cool. And it's been, yeah, it's been a busy first half of the month for me. You know, I feel like literally Thanksgiving just happened. It's been two weeks since then. Like, it's just been really busy trying to game where I can, uh, trying to keep up with things when I can. So, you know, trying to stay active and get out there, but also just been busy with work and other things, trying to get my game on and wrapping up things for the new year as we is about to be 2022, which is unfathomable to me but other other than that other than the existential dread that is you know the ongoing global situation and how it pertains to my life and everyone else's uh all things considered not doing too bad (laughs) so i mean we might be in the midst of a global pandemic but we also did finally get Metroid Dread, so I don't know. All, all things we considered, did. maybe maybe it was worth it. It, it, it wasn't worth it, but it was still pretty bad. cool. It was pretty <laughs> it cool. Out, no. um, and uh, and speaking of Metroid Dread, uh, Metroid Thirty Five and I uh, just yesterday we finally did our big Metroid giveaway that we talked about probably like two months ago now. I think on one of the episodes. So yeah, it got it got delayed. Um, she was having some health problems, and there was a bunch of other schedule conflicts and stuff. But we finally got it done. A bunch more people than I thought would come turned out, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We didn't hit the 69% that I wanted. We only got 68, so it was wasn't quite oh. the nice run that I wanted. It it was it was heartbreaking, especially because oh my gosh, so my game my game actually crashed wow. um, during uh, during the first portion. I was I was on my way to Berenia, the water area, on my first trip. Gonna gonna get the flash shift, and the game crashes during the loading screen on the little train. I was like, I was so livid and mad, but also it was kind of hilarious at the same time. But yeah, so I basically did that whole thing for nothing because I wasn't doing saves. I was speed running. So oh. I had to start all the way over from the beginning again, but we still did it. We still beat the game, uh, still gave away all the merch, the games, the special edition and whatnot. And it was, overall, it was just a lot of fun, uh, as stressful as the whole event was. So yeah. Well, that, see, that's another thing where you got to take the good with the bad, right? Like, you lost your whole run, but hey, it was a funny story. So it, it, it mm-hmm. evens out. Yeah, hopefully uh, Mercury Steam um, patches that up in the uh, next Dread update, for sure. Oh, yeah, among other things, for sure. But yeah, I'm glad everything went well, and uh, that at least you made it to 68%. Hey, that's that's a feat in and of itself, and I've been seeing you, you know, putting some more practice in speedrunning, so I'm glad that... Uh, Things are going well on the dread front for you and the stream too. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, previously before this zero mission is really the only Metroid game that I like speedrun because most of the other Metroid games, you know, I like to take it slow. I like to get engrossed in the environment and just you know take my time with it. 
But Zero Mission and now Metroid Dread, man, I just, I love just going as fast as I can. Sonic speed and everything. Uh, it's just an absolute blast with the movement mechanics. But we already pretty much talked about that um, yeah, during, uh, our, um, during our definitive ranking episode. I was going to say, one thing I wish I was able to speed run through were the Game Awards. Because, wow. <laughs> cue, yeah. cue the laugh track. Uh, but, uh, psh. so yeah, this past, what was it, weekend, week? When was it? I, I'm, it's already kind of... I they think it was a Thursday because I'm pretty sure that Thursday. yeah because I was working all day You're right that day, yeah so. so this past Thursday we had the Game Awards obviously everyone says they're not tuning in but then everyone you know kind of tunes in anyway it's cool to say you're not tuning in or following it but everyone kind of does because you want to see what happens you know you do and we talked about it we had some speculation myself and Andy and I'm sure a bunch of us on the show you know discord as well talking about whether or not Metroid was going to appear was Dread going to win an award was Dread going to win game of the year were we going to get a Metroid Prime HD or Prime 4 or something announcement or even anything from Nintendo at all so uh, it's safe it's safe to say that I would say most of us or at least many of us in the server and certainly myself and I know Andy was and um and others were, were tuned in to see what would happen at this uh, this year's Game Awards. So, with all that said, Andy is away today. Uh, he said he was busy. And we have a mapping Metroid in the works, I believe. We have, you know, another Inspired by Metroid in the works. We have some other Metroid episodes uh, for Dread, for, for Prime, and others in the works for the rest of the year. And for 2022. But before we get into that, we figured why not we talk about... The Game Awards. It just happened, so myself and Duminal are going to chat about that. How did Dread do? Uh, what else did we like about the show? What we didn't like about the show? Stuff about, you know, Nintendo not announcing really anything, etc., etc. So if you tune into the Game Awards, well, hey, this is this is the episode for you. So uh, so I think we, we should kind of kick things off, I would say, because the most important thing as far as we're concerned was one particular thing. And that was Metroid Dread actually winning award at the Game Awards. They won specifically the, I believe the the best action adventure game was Metroid Dread's yes. award. Yeah. So that's all. First off, I mean, hello, clap clap, Metroid Dread winning an award at the Game Awards. So that's a big W right there. How'd you? What'd you think about that? What was your What was your response? What was your reaction? Your emotion? What were you feeling in that moment? Uh, well, I was at work during the Game Awards, so what I were missed you the whole thing. What were you Luckily, feeling at work? Thankfully, I got I got to miss the whole thing because, from what I understand, <laughs> it was just an awful show. But um, so when you found, but out. yeah, but yeah, during uh during my break during uh halftime, because for those who don't know, I do um I do a lot of announcing gig and freelance work, but I also work at my school as the announcer for a lot of the sport sporting events, and so during halftime at one of the basketball games, I checked my phone and I was. I think it was Wario 64 Nintendo. One of them posted, "Metroid Dread wins best action adventure game," and I did like a little silent pop off or something. So yeah, it, it's awesome, dude. Because that's honestly, I didn't think Dread was gonna win anything. Certainly not game of year, game of the year, which it didn't. Um, but yeah, I didn't even think it would win best action adventure. And so seeing that was just a really nice surprise. And just even though it's the Game Awards and no one really cares about it, you know, it feels validating. Like you know. This is finally Metroid being recognized, the Metroid series being recognized, and it's all being spurred because of the hype from Metroid Dread. And so, yeah, and, and not really related to the Game Awards, but also some other news that I know uh, you're going to love. We got some new sales figures 
from Dread, and apparently it, right now, um, worldwide, it's sitting at about 2.5 million units. So I don't know, RGT85, if you're listening to this, better uh, look for those Balan Wonderworld sales sometime soon. Want to get it when it's nice and discounted. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people posting about that today, which obviously bodes super well for the game, for the series, and I think that's kind of what the win at the Game Awards does as well. I was kind of talking about that on Twitter after the fact, how uh, this definitely feels like Metroid is becoming a bit more mainstream, a little less niche, like slowly but surely. Uh, I mean, sure, there's a very vocal and avid and dedicated fan base behind the series, like there are for many great series, but I do think like... The audience is growing. The popularity for the games has certainly taken off, especially because Dread was well-received and is a great game. So to see it actually in the spotlight for something on what is undeniably, a, a, you know, a large or at least attention-gathering award show, like, yeah, no one really cares, but, like, people still tune in and it's still a covered thing. The media covers it. So to have Metroid kind of feel like it's back in the mainstream is pretty cool. So I, it was nice to see, like, oh, hey, it actually kind of did hold its own on other big games. And Metroid winning something big is really awesome. Having a part of the orchestra as being one of, like, the Game of the Year candidates and whatnot. Like, that, all of that real, felt like, as a fan, I'm like, hey, like, you know, Metroid's actually, uh, you know, being recognized here in some kind of way for, for what it's worth. I think that's I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's not just a 2D game versus a real game. It's a Game yeah. of the Year nominee and the winner of the best action-adventure game now, sitting amongst a handful of other really good contenders as well. I, I think a lot of people downplayed, in my opinion, like this year in terms of game releases. Like, yeah, it wasn't the best year, but there were a lot of really good releases, in my opinion. And, and you know, mm -hmm. even, and even though, like, I think, I mean, if you go last year, I don't think Dread would have been nominated, but, like, even this year, there were a lot of really stiff competition that a lot of us were unsure if even Dread was going to be nominated in the first place. So to get that plus a win, I just think I I just think that's awesome all around. Well, that's the thing too is I, I mean especially myself, but I'm sure there are others where I was more so thinking about whether or not Dread would even get nominated as a game of the year, and then whether or not it would win. It didn't. I actually didn't even really think about whether or not it would win something else. So yeah. the Action Adventure Award was awesome because it was one, like, okay, no matter what happens, Dread got something, right? It, they got a dub. But at the same time, it was also unexpected because, I, I mean, unexpected in the way that I wasn't even really thinking about it at all. It wasn't even really in my headspace. So when Metroid won that, I was like, oh, wow, like, that's that's awesome. That's a, that's a pleasant surprise. And now it, it even further makes me feel confident that Dread actually might have a chance in the game of the year. Uh, that said, yeah, it was still stiffer competition i think people wanted to lead, you know lead on to going into this but to even have it in the running as being a nominee and an award winner from the show that definitely you know speaks volumes about the game and how people felt about it absolutely couldn't agree more yeah so that was really awesome i was very happy to see dread win that award of course it also got nominated as we said for the game of the year award which it did not win uh, I believe it takes two was the winner of that. So, which another yeah, Joseph Ferris's game. game? Yeah. So I mean, that's uh, again, AKA, like, AKA F the Oscars guy, uh, which yes. which I absolutely stand. I, I, I love Joseph didn't Ferris. know that was his game. So when he won again, I was like, wow, <laughs> no way! Like, <laughs> I did like he got. I was like, whoa, it's that guy. Um, at first, I almost thought it was like a gag, you know, like. Like, of course it would be him like, or he's like you know doing like he's getting up and like i don't know trying to take tension away from someone but it was actually him 
So like that, <laughs> that's great. Um, that's one of those things you can't like write, you know, like that kind of, it, mm-hmm. it's full circle. I think like that's, that's so game awards. Like it, it's almost very fitting and perfect that he won as much as I wanted Metroid dread to win. Uh, how can how can you not want to see what how it how it played out you know like that was perfect so um i was very happy about that yeah but dread didn't win the game of the year award which i think most people would i don't think i mean i'm sure some people thought that it had a chance of winning i think most people would agree that like it didn't have like a super strong chance of winning but there was the chance was there but to just be nominated was something that i think not many people were even sure of there. So to have it actually nominated, again, just like the Action Adventure Award, a pleasant surprise. And I think, like, that's, that's again, really huge how much, like, depth, I guess, guess uh, Dread had in terms of the event, uh, how much it was involved in. Yeah, pretty much agree there. Like, after, like, once it was nominated, after that, it was like, okay, you know what? We're, we're done. That's all, that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. Anything else at this point is just gravy. It's just, um, it's just uh, whipped cream, if you ask me. But, um... But yeah, one one thing I'll, uh, I want to go back to it takes two for a moment. I haven't actually played that yet, but I have played a couple of other uh, Joseph Ferris's game, uh, Brothers and A Way Out, which are both phenomenal games. And so I'm sure. And so while I haven't played it takes two for myself to be able to judge it against the other games, I do personally think that, judging by the quality of work that he and his studio has done in the past, I do. I, it wouldn't surprise me that it's absolutely like worthy of that game to your nomination. So congrats, congratulations to Joseph and the whole team for making that game. And uh, I'm definitely even more interested in playing it now at some point in the future. Hopefully I can find a good co-op partner. Yeah. Hey, man, maybe you and I can run it. We'll do hey, it. for sure. Yeah. Um. So another thing that I guess would be Metroid, Metroid related for the TGAs, right, is the expectation of whether or not... There would be a Metroid-related announcement for the show if we were going to get Metroid Prime HD, Metroid Dread DLC, Metroid Prime 4, some kind of footage. And not only did we not get that, but we also didn't get any Nintendo announcement or teaser or, or anything at all. No, nothing. Nothing new, which, not that they were obligated or that was a guarantee, but I'm just you know, a lot of people expected something. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Did you expect anything from Nintendo? Were you disappointed? Were you surprised? Or did, was it exactly as you pictured it? What were, what were your thoughts on this? I figured there wasn't going to be any major announcements this year. I know some people were, like, getting their expectations way too high and overhyping. Like, that Nintendo was about to, like, drop, like, a whole director in the TGAs. And I'm like, I, you know what? I don't know this year. I, I feel like it's going to be more chill. But even... Even I was wrong, because I expected at least, like, a C-tier, like, like Cranky Kong type of reveal, you know? <laughs> That's a little bit of a throwback. But, yeah, something something maybe along those lines. But, yeah, they, they just didn't even show up, which, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't care. Because, again, I wasn't expecting, like, a hype reveal that would have interested me anyways. So, so compare that with nothing, and it's whatever. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing I was saying going back to... Um, I think the September direct at because at that point in the year I wasn't even I wasn't even hyped for a direct because the what we had looking forward to in the future was already in was already interesting enough for me that I didn't need even more information and that, that's kind of how I feel after the game awards too it's like there's enough stuff to look forward to that I didn't need an announcement right now now once February March hits around where where we start expecting that Nintendo direct cycle again then I'm gonna start getting thirsty again but you know. Until now, it is what it is. Um, 
not only did Nintendo not deliver, though, I guess nobody else really delivered because, uh, yeah, there wasn't really much to talk about in terms of the game commercials. I I don't remember any specific game remer- like commercials. I remember Spotify like plugs. I remember that. I remember. I'm trying to remember what other ads there were. There was. I remember Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Yes. I I saw that going around. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Um, the 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 Marvel lady that came out. That is, I don't know who that was, but she was uh, supposed to be a character from one of the Marvel shows. I think. She came out with the eye patch, or maybe she didn't have an eye patch. I don't remember. Um, there was that. I don't even know what that was for, to be honest. That kind of happened. I was so confused. <laughs> uh, this show was so anyone... long. There's so much like happened and didn't happen. And I didn't hear anyone talking about a Marvel character. I'll have to was look it that a Marvel? up. Someone came out. I, if whoever watched it, definitely, you know what I'm talking about. This lady came out and she was acting, and I think it was from a Marvel show or some kind of comic book show. So let me let me know in the comments or on Discord or Twitter what I'm talking about, and you will you won't win anything, but you will at least help me out here. But that happened. Um, I would say overall, I didn't really expect anything from Nintendo. Like I know the episode before the TGAs, I was like, yeah, Metroid Prime, we're gonna see it. But like you know, I'm I'm just kind of like I was I didn't really mean it, you know. I wasn't re- I was just I was just joshing. Like, I was just memeing. Mm-hmm. Um a pie in the sky thing. I was trying to put it out into the atmosphere. I was trying to put You're that trying to manifest out. it. Exactly. I was trying to speak it into existence. So, in that way, I was I, I wasn't really fully committed, you know, I'm backpedaling, "Oh, it is what it is." You know, what are you going to do? Um I got the mic, you don't. And I would say that I overall I didn't really expect anything from Nintendo. I did think it was funny how people were like, "Oh, Reggie's here." Uh, uh, Doug, what is his name? Doug Bowser. <laughs> Doug Bowser. Yeah. Doug Bowser's here. Like they must be announcing something. I'm like, I think they're there to read their award and accept the award, which is what they did, right? <laughs> like, I think it's exactly. So funny yeah, Reggie. Like, Reggie's there just like he was last year because yeah. he and he and Jeff are really good friends, and gamers love him, so he presents stuff. Yeah. And then Doug Bowser's there because, spoiler alert. A couple of Nintendo games were nominated for the Game Awards. Yeah, like Thanks. I think so. I saw people talking. I'm like, Doug Bowser's there. Like he has to be doing something. I'm like, he's at the event like anybody else, and he's accepting an award. Like that's what he's there for. He doesn't. He doesn't have to be doing another thing. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't really expect anything overall to to come from them. But I I would say that I wouldn't have been like shocked or surprised or anything if we did get like maybe a small teaser for something like. I don't know, something quick, not like a major reveal, but I certainly didn't go into the Game Awards or like come out of it being like, oh, where's the Nintendo announcement? Where's the Nintendo news? Where's Metroid? Where's, you know, Metroid Prime 4? Where's Metroid Prime HD? Where's Metroid Dread DLC, etc.? But also I think a lot of that was because, number one, the the show was like three and a half hours long or whatever it was. So like by the time it was over, I was certainly not thinking, oh, I need more. But also I think the dread winning and doing well awards wise like kind of absolved that you need to really get any news i would think that's kind of how i felt i wasn't like like if dread didn't win i think i would have felt a little different yeah i think it also helped just because i was at work so i wasn't really thinking about the awards it was more just scrolling through my phone on my breaks and just checking for updates and just being like oh nice dread won Whoa, Alan Wake 2. Now I really want to play that Alan Wake remaster because that looked mm. really interesting. Stuff like that. 
Well, let's let's get into that then. So you you did go back and see like what everything else has been announced like wise in terms of the show, right? Mhm. Yeah. So so what were your what were your favorite things? Like your standout uh announcements, you mentioned Alan Wake, like what were your big ones for you? Yeah, so uh shout out to Joey Ferris on Twitter cuz he's been talking about Alan Wake uh, a lot and that's kind of what's gotten me interested in checking out the series. So Joey, if you're uh listening to this, uh keep tweeting about that game. You might uh get other people as curious as I am to try out that series. But um yeah, there wasn't really a lot at the Game Awards that interested me personally, but um like I mean like the Halo trailer, I was curious to see that, but they still barely showed anything oh, i don't no. know honestly oh, i don't know be. why they should have just showed that as like the first reveal because honestly it was a, it was roughly the same if you ask me but, i wanted um, to see an actual trailer that was a teaser was yeah pretty, i want to <laughs> see a scene give me something yeah they yeah, like that that was way overhyped i need i need to see more about that show before i can like really judge it um the sonic trailer was really good i'm really excited for the sonic movie i was actually i was really surprised by the first um sonic film like i think a lot of other people were i was going in just expecting a meme all over it and i came out thinking man this is actually like really charming funny and really well directed and it seems like the second movie is more of that uh we got idris elbus's knuckles which is awesome we got um we got eggman with his uh, classic mustache and costume now with jim carrey and yeah, it just looks like a good time all around. Can't wait to watch that in theaters. I have not seen the first Sonic movie. I will say that I'm not a Sonic fan. And I will say that that trailer did not look good to me because it looked like the exact same plot of the first movie, but with Tails. Except until Knuckles showed up and I was like, oh, okay. I might have to watch for this. Like, that's that's where it kind of tipped the scales for me a little bit. The first movie did literally nothing for me in terms of getting me to try to watch it. But this one, I'm like, all right, I might have to see this for Knuckles. So they might have they might have got me with that. They might have got me with that. So I don't want to I don't want to overhype Sonic too much because like it's a good movie, but it's not an amazing movie. And um, and I know this isn't a low bar, but personally, I think Sonic the Hedgehog is the greatest video game movie ever made, which, again, super low bar. Whoa. But I do think it's worth Super knowing Mario that. Brothers movie, man. <laughs> yeah, sh- don't tell Andy. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That I hopefully that bar gets uh, raised a little bit, right? I feel like I feel like a good video game movie is not that hard. They make it so difficult, but I feel like it's not that difficult. I don't know. I mean, we at least we got good video game shows now. We got Castlevania. We got Arcane we now. Do. I'm sure we're gonna get more stuff in that line. Yeah, Arcane. Least, yeah. I have to finish that actually. Now that you mentioned that, I I enjoyed the first episode I watched when it was revealed initially. I thought it was pretty. Well, it didn't blow my mind. I didn't go on Twitter. I was like, this is the best animated thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like some other people did, which you know they're, uh, you know, they have a right to their own opinion. But I did think it was interesting, and obviously I'm not a, I'm a huge like League fan, but knowing the characters did kind of make me feel a bit more in- invested because like, oh hey, it's that guy, or hey, I know, I played her, like I know who that is, so like that kind of adds to it. But yeah, I want to watch more of that. It's definitely some more like good T. I think TV in general has kind of just improved overall too, you know. So like good game shows have also oh, absolutely kind of come with it, but like the quality of television in the past decade is like significantly advanced and it feels more on par with actual movies and there's more investment and it feels like a real kind of media and, and i guess format rather than just kind of being second fiddle to movies so it's nice that even video game movies and tv shows are kind of on the up and up but um there was also the sonic game that was announced right wasn't that there 
I completely Sonic forgot about that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I totally forgot Sonic about that. Sonic of the that. Wild, yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't even watched that trailer. I just, I've only seen screenshots of it on Twitter, so I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I'm not a super hardcore Sonic fan, but I'll, I'll play a, I'll play the occasional Sonic game here and there, so I don't know. I'll check out the uh, trailer after this, and now that you've reminded me and all, yeah. see what my thoughts are on that. I don't, I don't even know it makes a good Sonic game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, yeah. I feel like no one, like, Sonic fans, I don't know. I don't know what Sonic fans want out of a Sonic game. Like, do they want just, like, the 2D Sonic or, like, more Sonic Adventure Battle 2? You know, like, I don't, like, does this a game that Well, there's so many, Sonic there's so many want? different types of Sonic fans. Like, that's the thing. Like, like I, I feel know. like, I, I feel like Sonic Mania was a good formula because that seemed like a type of game that satisfied everyone. You satisfied the old school fans. A lot of the more modern fans also enjoyed it as well. It's kind of kind kind of a similar effect, I think, to what Metroid Dread had, where it was this where it was this two uh, D game that just kind of brought in like all of the avenues of Sonic fans and also brought in a bunch of new fans as well. Um, Obviously, obviously not as groundbreaking as Dread, since you know Sonic Mania wasn't a project that's been rumored to be in development for nearly two decades. But still, so you know what they have to do? They have to do Shadow the Hedgehog too. I think that's yes. the direction the franchise. Day really one by it's get. Oh yeah, I, I would, would play the hell out of that, dude. I would. I would be all over that Sonic. I, not Sonic is so lame, but Shadow is cool. <laughs> Unironically, he's, I he's like cool Shadow. and he. He's cool and he has a gun. Honestly, put him in Smash and just he should have been Smash. in Smash. He, literally, he, he honestly he should have I at mean, least as an Echo Fighter. Do I want to fight Sonic with guns and a motorcycle? No, I don't because that sounds awful. <laughs> but for the but he would be so cool. Like we got Sora instead. Oh my god. Um, let's see what what else do we have from from the Game Awards. I don't know if there was anything else that stood out to you, but I had a, I had a few things. Actually, looking back on the Game Awards, there was enough stuff in there where I was like, eh, there's actually some things I'm interested in. It was just like stretched across like a three and a half hour span, so it felt like everything else was filler. But I don't mean to say filler, because, you know, I know my man Je Jeff Geoff, Mr. Niley, ne I can't even say this guy's name. What am I doing? Um... He works hard on that and all that, so I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, whatever, this is boring. But um, there were a few games, or we'll get into that and after this, but there were a couple of games that I was pretty interested in seeing. Obviously, the Destiny 2 Witch Queen trailer and Elden Ring trailers, those were cool. Um, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of live-action stuff in that kind of way. Like, Halo Infinite did, did a lot of that recently, where they do, like, live-action scenes of, like, just a random person like talking about like the cool stuff that's happening. I'm like get this normal human out off my screen. Give me the cool stuff. Um I want sci-fi <laughs> power armor. <laughs> like but I thought it was all right. Um it's it, it was cool because like I'm already excited for Witch Queen. So it's like I don't need any more. I didn't see anything that was like completely new. Um we yeah, did I remember you also I remember you also said you were hyped for Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say the so those are the two games that I already knew about, but um Space Marine 2 that looks awesome. So, war any Warhammer fans out there, you might have played Space Marine, like, I want to say a decade ago, like, 2010 is, I think, Space Marine time. And I never, I never owned it, but I had, like, I knew what it was, and I never played it, and I wasn't, like, a PC gamer back then. But this game looks sick! Like, oh my god, this game looks so cool. The trailer was awesome. It's, like, like a third-person 
like brawler, a third person shooter has like the awesome big dudes in the mechs. They're destroying it. Like, oh, this, it looks so cool. The cinematic was sick. The gameplay looks absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I'm always a big fan, even if I wasn't like necessarily like a big fan of whatever the franchise, the game back in the day, whenever I see something like kind of come back and seeing people excited for that, I'm like, oh, that, that gets me excited. So I think that looked really cool. I'm not sure if you saw that, but space, I haven't seen that trailer yet. Definitely recommend, uh, obviously I was like watching it. I'm like, oh, Starcraft. (laughs) I knew it was Warhammer, but I was like, it just looks to me like Terran dudes. Um, anyway, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Halo TV show. Definitely want to see more of that. I'm not turned off by it just yet. I'll say that I'm still hesitant, but Nothing so far is telling me like it's going to be horrible. I'm still, my hopes are not dashed just yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen enough of it where I'm like, oh, this is not looking good. Which maybe is why we haven't seen a lot of it. You know? (laughs) Maybe that's why they only show us 30 seconds. Because those are the only 30 seconds they could get. They're like, quickly like, oh, alright, it's over. And we don't really know how bad it looks. So I don't know. I I hope Chief's in it a lot. I really hope that he doesn't like... Like I'm, someone brought this up. I don't know who it was, but he was either on Twitter or someone was talking to on Discord. I don't remember who it was, and I'm gonna be mad now that I forget. Maybe it was a friend of mine. But anyway, how? Uh, it, I hope that the show is not like okay. Master Chief is in like a scene by himself every once in a while, and then like the main story happens. You know, like Chief better be involved. He better be. Yeah. Like when he's not on screen, all the other characters should be asking. Where's Master Chief? He should always be in the scene, and when he's not there, they should be wondering where he is. Like, I want him in the show, and I, I hope that it's not a case of him being, like, like not even really interacting. Like, he goes off, and he walks into some area and looks around, and then it cuts back to the main story. And then it cuts back to Chief, like, at the end of the episode or something. Like, I really hope that's not the case. hope we get a lot of him. Well, I feel like, and I mean, I could be wrong here. I feel like... It's going to focus on Chief. It seems like he's going to be the main character. That's what of the it show. seems like. That's what they want you to think. But do we know yeah, exactly. that? <laughs> do we know for sure? That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering about. Um, let's see. Anything else that I thought was cool? I mean, yeah, Alan Wake Two, um, Cuphead DLC. That should be. Fun. Oh, I forgot about the Cuphead DLC. Yeah, Cuphead oh, that DLC. was. Dude, I was super hyped for that. Like, it's been like what three years since that was. First announced, and now we finally got a release date for that. I'm, I'm super excited. Has it really excited. been that long? Three years. It's been it's been like two or three years. It's been so long. Especially with, um, I know um, COVID especially hit the team really hard when they were working on it. But yeah, I, I love Cuphead so much. Fantastic I'm, I'm, game. Yeah, I'm buying that DLC day one. I'm so happy it's finally coming out. Yeah, that looks cool. Um, <laughs> I thought the Among Us VR was great <laughs> i love among us and i remember last summer not this past summer but summer 2020 the 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 summer of among us was i played so much of that and i haven't played it in a little while but i should play it again but i would play it a lot more if i had vr because that looks like a ton of fun i don't know yeah, i was about like to say fun. i'd be more excited for this if i actually owned a vr headset but it's yes. just it's too much of an investment cost for me for something that i don't think I'm going to use that often. Really, the only the only thing that's like really pushing me is Half Life Alex on like the VR. Mm-hmm. But like otherwise, I don't know. I feel like I I need to see more stuff. I need like Halo or Destiny in, in VR, and I'm in. Let me get behind. Give me Metroid Prime here. VR, and I yes. will not stop talking about it. 
I'll not stop playing it. I won't have I won't have time to do the show anymore because I'll be. You can record busy. the show while you're doing VR. You can have it all That's in true. your uh, heads up display. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other thing that I thought was cool, I don't know if you saw this, the trailer for Arc Raiders. That no, I didn't see like that. A lot of fun. It's another sci-fi, like third-person kind of shooter. It it felt kind of like Battlefield e, but like you're fighting, like it's a PVE, like squad based, like you're fighting big like enemies and bosses and whatnot. Um, the graphics looked incredible, especially in motion. Like it looked really good. But like it was, it, I definitely recommend watching the trailer because like it had this like fun kind of poppy music to it, like juxtaposed with this like intense sci-fi action. And I don't know that kind of that stuff like really gets me like i just I'm immediately like any kind of like contrast in that kind of way like harsh contrast of like music and and visuals like with sci-fi like that yeah. immediately stands out to me so like that i thought was it looks a lot of fun it looks like sick in motion music was cool i love the theme and like the aesthetics of the game and apparently it's going to be like a free-to-play pve game so i'm like yeah hey, yeah hey, if if it, I, I'm not paying any money for it, yeah, I'll try it out, you know. So, but it looks like a lot of fun. It looks really good. So, I was actually surprised here it was a free to play game. So, I'm interested what the the goal or objective of the game is, what the overall hook is going to be. But I definitely recommend checking that out and the other games I mentioned because those trailers are pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, if it's free, I may as well at least like yeah play a couple matches, see what that's like. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I guess that's overall what I what I kind of took away from the TGA and that's the thing is that's what I was saying kind of before I went through my list real quick is that I, I mentioned a few things there but it wasn't too much I mean it was maybe eight or nine things and that was what over the course of a three three and a half hour show so like I don't know this was like <laughs> the T I don't know do you, uh, did you end up like watching the whole VOD like oh you, no oh no. absolutely not okay, no yeah I, I wouldn't have done that either, but I, I did watch the whole thing as it was airing. Even the pre-show, I think I watched. I don't know why, but when you're kind of sitting there and watching this, you're just like, man, at what, at, on one hand, it's like, I'm happy that the show has kind of gotten bigger. I'm happy that a lot of sponsors are involved, and I'm sure it takes a lot of sponsorship and kind of, you know, outside money to make the event happen at all which is probably why you get so many ads and and sponsorship plugs and all that at the same time that the show is so long there's so many like there's so many ads and and awkward moments and like long drawn out segments of shows it kind of makes you wonder like hmm, is there a better way to do this <laughs> like could this actually like be a better production or just a better award show overall to make it like actually a little more legitimate because it still has that kind of like pre like not really real a weird like award show kind of feel to it um yeah i don't know i'm wondering if maybe they'll ever kind of change the formula but i'm, I'm sure that they're kind of happy with the viewers so maybe they won't yeah, I was going to say, probably not, because they get more and more viewers each year, yeah. and so, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, it doesn't matter how many people complain and moan on Twitter. The, if, the fact is, at the end of the day, if they're getting the viewers, they're making the profit, they're going to keep doing it. So, yeah, I, if you want it, the best, the best thing that you can do if you don't like the direction the Game Awards is going is just to not watch the Game Awards and just to check out the highlights on Twitter or YouTube or something. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I feel like now the like video games don't really have like a, their own big legitimate award show, you know. Like, yeah. So it's like what like 
you can not tune in, but like, what else is there? Like, there isn't kind of a more authentic, like, real award show that doesn't have that kind of veneer to it that the TGA does. But at the same time, like, again, like, the TGA is a big production. It's a whole big thing. I'm not trying to, like, knock it entirely because it's certainly not easy to put together, I'm sure. And I'm sure there's certainly good t- intentions behind it. Um,. I just kind of wish there was, I guess, a little more of a, a balance of it being, you know, what it is, like a big kind of production, and at the same time being a legitimate kind of award show. Um, also, I, I don't know about you, but, like, every time they do one of, like, the esports categories, I cringe. <laughs> I'm a big esports fan, but they're like, best esports organization. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this part of the game awards? <laughs> like, I don't know. I always find that stuff so funny. And of course the chat is like, Oh, get this out of here, which I think is really funny too. That would be, um, that would be like, I don't know. That would be like if there was like an NBA hall of fame award show, but there was an award for like best team owners. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it would be just like, even then I feel like that would even feel more in place, but like this is just, it's so disconnected because it still feels like esports and the general gaming industry still feel like very separate things. Um, yeah. When they are very much so influenced by one another, obviously, and there's a lot of crossover. It's still such a, uh, I guess not niche, but a smaller part of the overall industry. So it feels still so disconnected and like obviously looked down upon with disdain by many people. But just overall, it feels like out of place when you kind of bring it into this gaming as a hobby as a a fandom etc thing uh into like an award show place like this but then you also introduce like oh hey also these people who compete in it which is like completely separate like you don't like i don't know it always comes off as is forced and i think it's always it, it gets a laugh out of me every single time so i almost i, I love I feel that they like do it. I feel like another problem with the whole esports category is it doesn't even focus on the entire esports scene. It focuses on, on I don't even want to say the most mainstream esports, but like it focuses on like the top one percent of the most mainstream esports, and it focuses on very specific categories. Like, like it's basically shooters and mobas, and um, yeah, stuff popular, like that. You, yeah, games. you'll never, yeah, you'll never see like a fighting game stuff like ever appear like the esports thing for game awards. Even though yeah. like the fight, the fighting game community is like really, you know, it's gotten bigger than it ever has, especially you know with Smash Ultimate, obviously. But like even beyond just that, like I mean, like Guilty Gear, uh, Guilty Gear Strive, like Guilty Gear, like was used to be the super niche franchise, but like now, like it's you know. It's not. It's you know. It's not cranking out like five million plus sales, but like it's you know it's bigger than it's ever been, and its whole you know the branding is you know more recognizable than it's ever been. Really, I to be honest, I bet you like in this. Oh yeah, definitely makes sense. But I feel like in a lot of ways, like the people running this kind of show probably don't even know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the fighting game community or anything like that. So like they they know what League is. They know what you know Valorant is or Counter Strike or Dota or Call of Duty or Fortnite, right? Um, yeah panda global is that like a bunch of pandas that play video games uh, yeah and even then like there's like the sheer size of some other games compared to fighting games in terms of the actual community like people that like portion of the people who play the game that actually follow the competitive side is like so it's crazy different like like games like valor and league like so many people are much more aware of the competitive side of things whereas if you play smash like the competitive side of smash is such a small like minuscule fraction of the overall people that actually play the game um, also, it's funny because they're just like best esports organization. I'm like, based on like what? Like, 
so many orgs like compete in different games <laughs> like how do you weigh that like one like <laughs> org against another when they're all competing in different games with different varying successes some in, in some games and not in others like i don't know um and they do like best controller player best like mouse and keyboard <laughs> player. like what we didn't, like who, who is following this like what is like, it was, like, between, like, a COD player and, like, Mango. <laughs> like, this is so, this like, your apples and oranges <laughs> right here. Literally apples and mangoes. Um, yeah, this, there's, I think that's one thing that maybe uh, another good thing that comes from the Game Awards is that it gets so, they just do so many silly and ridiculous things or just funny things like that that you, there's a lot of memes to be generated. There's a lot of, like, good stuff, like, sometimes. I, I will say that Game game Awards memes always deliver yeah, every single deliver. time. Yeah, I don't think you'd have as many memes if it was condensed and more focused and more serious. Yeah, like how many how many Grammy... Actually, there's a couple of Grammy memes uh, every couple of years or so. But like Oscars, like how many times do you get Oscars memes? Like almost never. I think we're but also like game... hitting like a meme saturation though. Yeah, you're right. Like there there are almost no Oscars memes because the Oscars isn't, isn't funny to laugh at. It's just like you want to ignore it. But this is funny to laugh at. Yeah, absolutely. Although I will, I will say there isn't, um, oh, there isn't, hasn't been anything that's been amazing as either uh, Joseph Ferris. We mentioned this earlier at the Oscars, and of course the one of my all-time favorites, the uh, the Schick Hydro Bot. I don't know if anyone oh, yeah. remembers that. That's another throwback. That wow. uh, that is a certified hood classic, in my opinion. That's that's lore. That is <laughs> Game Awards lore right there. Um, you know, it'd be really good if someone at the Oscars was like f the game awards <laughs> and no one here there had like any idea what they're talking about <laughs> like just be, crickets just crickets yeah, in the crowd that'd be comedy like that's that's good material right there that's why you should win an oscar and whoever would think about that would probably be up there to do it so and um, then one of the actors would get in a twitter war with joseph ferris oh man you'd love to see it th- exactly see this is why they do the game awards because of stuff like this and i'll be honest like yeah maybe it could be condensed like it's you know, maybe it should be two days. <laughs> I don't know. Could trim it down, but no. Like, I, it does feel like it can be like long in the tooth. But there's a lot of stuff going on, and and you, I feel like if you, if you take it for what it is, and you just kind of look and try to get something out of it, maybe it, it's not that bad, right? You you find a couple games you might be interested in. I don't know. You watch something on the side, and you keep it muted most of the time until you see something interesting, or maybe you keep it on just for like. Just, I don't know, to <laughs> the sheer indulgence of listening to the Game Awards for three and a half hours, by all means, it's uh, it's certainly a discipline. But I don't think it was that bad this year, not going to lie. I, th- I feel like I've had worse Game Awards years. I don't know. I mean, there again, there was uh, there was Cranky Kong in uh, in Donkey Kong. There was there was oh that was oh my god that was when Joel McHale was um, hosting with uh, Jeff Keighley. Oh man, that was. Uh... Now that, that guy sucks the energy out of a room. <laughs> <laughs> like that dude. Uh, I feel like every time he hosts something, it's like he never wants to be there ever. I'm like, man, I, I would, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> like, if you don't want to be there, man. Um, all right. So yeah, I feel like that was, that was the game awards. That's probably the most talking about the game awards I've done in, in some time. Uh, yeah, no, you know, congratulations to Metroid dread for winning action adventure, uh, Game of the Year, which is huge, not and and Game of the Year nominee, and like you said, the sales for the game not doing too bad. I, I definitely think like we're going to be hitting a new golden age of Metroid, right? Like I feel like obviously Nintendo's not making 
uh, decisions based on whether or not Metroid wins an event, like an award at the Game Awards, right? But I'm sure they're taking notice of like, hey, it's it's getting more traction, it's getting more popularity. The the sales numbers I'm sure they're getting are are probably as good as they're expecting, if not better, I would hope. So like that would be, I think honestly, from so far, you know, Dread might not have sold 10 million copies or 5 million copies, whatever it is, but it's getting more mainstream press, it's getting more. Uh, publicity, the audience is growing. I think we're going to see a lot more Metroid down the line than just maybe, you know, Metroid Prime 4 and a remake here and there. Well, well, I, I want to comment on one thing. Um, it hasn't hit 5 million yet. Yeah, I think it's. Yet. I think it. I think it's going to hit 5. I, I think it's going to hit 5 million at some point. Maybe not within the first year, but I think within the Switch's lifespan, it's going to hit at least 5 million. 10 million, probably not. I'm not expecting that. That's, that's, that's for Prime, Prime. 4. That's, that's Prime, Prime 4's goal. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I think Dread is going to hit 5 mil for sure. I can see um, a lifetime with, for sure. Yeah, because like I said, right now it's over um, 2.5. So it's already, I mean, it's already at the halfway mark and we're only two months in. So... Um, if it, it will be really interesting to see um, what kind of momentum it can carry through the holiday season. Once we get those, um, once we get the uh, January sales, that's what I'm going to be really curious and looking at. And then I think we can use that as kind of, kind of a chart and more to predict what it's going to look like maybe a year from now. I think we're going to see a big holiday boost. I mean, I feel like every game gets a big holiday boost. Plus, you have the OLED that's going to get bought more. You know, if it's available, bought more during the holidays. Uh, yeah, I definitely see, think we're going to see that boost. I want to see more confirmation of that 2.5 mil number. And if we can get confirmation of a hit in 3 mil, I mean, Dread hitting 3 mil in its first three months of being out, I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. Historical. Yeah. That would, that would make it, like, the best-selling... That, that would make it the, the... so Right? That makes it the best-selling Metroid game. Yeah, I think, yeah. Right? Prime is sitting at two point eight four, I believe. Wow, look at that! That's why I'm so excited to see what Prime Four does. Because if if Prime, Metroid Prime did that back in the day in the GameCube, and Dread's doing this now on the Switch, sheesh! As Prime, 4, I mean, that's again, that's why I'm excited for more Metroid because I feel like Nintendo has to be seeing that, like, all right, like people are buying. You know, let's get some more Metroid out there, get some more sales going. Well, it's like for. It's like finally there's been like a good Metroid release that hasn't been struck by the Metroid curse. There isn't like mm-hmm. some underlying obstacle that prevents it. Like Metroid Prime did really good, but it was also on the on the GameCube. And then Metroid Prime 2 came out, but it also released within a week of Halo 2, GTA San Andreas, MGS3, and I'm, uh, I, I'm Half-Life 2, yes, Half-Life 2 as well. So it just got absolutely decimated and in that and you know um samus returns a lot of people were excited about it but it released on the 3ds right as the 3ds started to die off and everyone was focused on the switch now dread everyone was hyped for it it's on an active large install base that's the Mm -hmm. key word there you can have a large install base the question is how active is it and the switch is still very much as active as it is today as it was um when it was hyped up in its peak in 2017 and so it's like finally the planets have aligned and, you know, hopefully this just paves the way for uh, more Metroid, um, you know, more Metroid success as we get them. Whether it's Prime 4, whether it's the rumored Prime 1 remake, whether it's Metroid 6, whether it's yep. Prime Pinball 2, let's oh, go. Don't tell me with a good time. <laughs> that is that is something that I dream about every night. I wake up in the morning and I look over to my side. I don't see it sitting next to me and I 
and I shed a tear. Yeah, when Prime when Prime Pinball Two gets announced, just don't even have the Game Awards that year. I mean, we already have the Game of the Year right there when it's announced. You know. Well, that's the thing is that once Prime uh, Pinball Two comes out, it's all it, it's coming out with the Game of the Year nomination and award like immediately. Like, no, how what competition does it have? Yeah, exactly. The game the game gets shipped with the with the physical award. Exactly. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we we've talked a bunch about the game awards. We've talked about some more Metroid here and there. Uh, you've been playing some Halo there, Halo Infinite, right? How's that? I've been going playing a little it? bit of Halo. Are yeah. You, you, you enjoying a little Halo? I've 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 personally been playing a little Halo myself. So maybe we can talk a little Halo. Yeah, I, I heard I heard you. Uh, you're interested in the Halos for sure. The John Halos. Yeah, I'm. But, uh, I'm a big fan of my big green men. That's for sure. Undeniable. I mean, I mean, same. You know, between uh, you know, between Chief and Doomslayer, I'm definitely a fan of uh, strong, muscular men in green power armor for sure. Yes. Uh, certi- certified fact. So, but so yeah, let's um, let's be honest with this. How you feeling? What are you? What are you? Where are you at right now with Halo Infinite? So I haven't played the campaign yet. I'm I'm okay. about to renew my Game Pass, and that's how I'm going to um play the campaign. So I'll probably do that in about another week or two. So I'm so pretty much all my thoughts are based on the multiplayer so far, and it's overall positive. But there's a very big asterisk on top of that, and I think you're going to I think you're going to agree with me because I've seen a lot of your Twitter takes, and I've definitely I think we definitely share a lot of the same opinions on Halo Infinite, where the core gameplay is phenomenal. This in my the core gameplay I think is the best Halo has ever played in my opinion. I absolutely love it. The movement options, uh, the gunplay, uh, the the sound design, the gun. Oh my gosh, the assault rifle sounds better than it's ever sounded. The BR sounds incredible. Uh, the Needler, they fixed the Needler from the beta. It sounds more, it sounds like the classic Needler, but it also is more punchier and bassier. So it sounds like you're actually being like impacted by these sharp needles. Like mm-hmm. at like all the like the presentation and the core gameplay, phenomenal, almost perfect. But, there's a big but here, and I cannot lie, though. The game lacks content. The monetization is crap. There's another word I want to say, but we're not going to say it on this podcast. Um, And the customization is just abysmal. It's the worst customization, I want to say, probably since Halo 2. And Halo 2, to be fair, like that was back in 2004, so... Halo 2's customization back then was like revolutionary, groundbreaking, but like, man, it feels, it's such a, the customization in general is such a huge step back, but I feel like, I feel like we have to talk about the monetization first, because I feel like the customization and the monetization are pretty tied together, and my thoughts on the monetization is, okay, I get it, the multiplayer is free to play, so I understand, you know, they got to charge for the cosmetics and all that to get their money back, but... Halo Master Chief Collection already set a precedent for free battle passes and shop items that you could get without using real-world money. I feel like, personally, if you pre-ordered the campaign or if you own the campaign or if you have Game Pass, you you should already get all that for free. Because Master Chief Collection already set that precedent. Even if it did, I just think that would just be the good faith way to go. But, you know, corporations, I heard, like to make money, so... They were, ne- they were never going to copy the Master Chief Collection because the Master Chief Collection wasn't made to make money. They were just trying yeah. to fix it so it existed. 
after the yeah exactly launch, you know so like yeah after that launch they needed to like get get massive goodwill so of course they made the battle passes free i'm just saying with that yeah. precedent i i understand why halo infinite didn't do that but i still i i don't like it i i don't like it and i'm gonna be vocal about it yeah um but going beyond the monetization is the customization and this is where it really disappoints me because the options, well, honestly, even the options aren't there, like, if you compare it to Master Chief Collection, but compared to some of the other Halo games, the options themselves are there, but the problem is you can't combine anything together that is outside of an armor core. So Dude, basically, the armor for those who core have a, system is so stupid. It's oh. so dumb. So for those who so for those who don't under, understand what the armor core system is, basically, so in previous Halo games, you could just mix and match whatever armor parts you wanted. You wanted a Mark V helmet... Um, with an EVA chest piece um, and a sniper shoulder, knock yourself out. You can mix and match everything you want and then select any type of custom color combination that you wanted. But now in Halo Infinite, you have different armor cores that are based off of a suit design. So you have a Mark V armor core, a Mark Seven armor core, I think that's the new one. You have whatever the samurai armor core is from Yo-Kai. the event. And... All of the items and the color and a lot of the color combinations as well are limited to these specific armor cores. So let's say uh, you really like the samurai sword, but you prefer using the Mark Seven armor, the new Mark Seven armor for um, Halo Infinite's multiplayer. Um, and you, well, you can't put that samurai sword um, on the Mark Seven armor. That is exclusive to the samurai suit, which is really dumb because Halo Three, you can put a samurai sword yeah, on your back. Yeah, I want to use it Bungie on something else. didn't care. Else. Yeah, and like. Ugh, that I hate. The worst part too is that the bots are allowed to mix and match over armor. They cores. are. I didn't yeah. even know that. So you can face bots that have combinations of armor and shaders that you can't get, but the bots have them, which I think is even more tilting than just not being able to get them. The fact that the game kind of like, oh, you can't have this, but look at it, it looks dope. That's nope, so I. stupid. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. What? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I would say yeah, the customization so bad, and I'm and now with like coming from Destiny, I feel like it, I'm just so like spoiled. Like the options in Halo, I know are more grounded, but like they're so underwhelming. And the fact that I got unlocked like blue three times is crazy. Um, obviously, can't just pick your colors because you got to do shaders. Which again, I don't mind shaders if you have cool options in a lot of them, like you do in like Destiny. But like in this game, there's nothing. Um, yeah, the core gameplay going back to that is good, but like when I even when I think of core gameplay, I think of you know maps, I think of game types, and like even Infinite doesn't have that. Like the the maps, I think in Infinite are not great. I mean, they're good. I would like there are some good ones, there are some great ones, but they just feel so limited. Like everything's like a three lane symmetrical yeah. map, um, except like streets, like. Everything's like like the big team battle maps are all in the same biome. Like these like claustrophobic like three lane maps all look the same. Um, yeah, I honestly get. I, there's a couple of the big team battle maps. I honestly get confused all the yeah. time. Like I feel like I'll be playing one of the maps and then I'll think I'm on another map and I'll turn a corner. It's like wait, oh no, wait, I'm on the other map. I mean, and even like I, the campaign yeah. has the same problem where it all takes place in the same biome. And, mm -hmm. you know, other Halo games, like, you have all these different places and cool different places to go, and the maps look distinct and different. And this game has, like, barely any maps. They're all so similarly structured, and they look the same. Like, you know, there are too many long lanes and, and too many angles you can hold from specific positions. Like, Bazaar is a huge example of this. Where, like, you can just go, like, top mid and just 
take like seven angles and it's like you can't peek because you're going to immediately get team fire like it's there's nothing you can do so it's I, I i'm not a huge fan of absolutely like the the map design overall because it's a shame because there are some maps i like streets uh, aquarius i think that i enjoy a lot but then other ones i just feel like are just too small um or i don't know like live fire i think is also good for like strongholds but like then i'm missing like where's my king of the hill where's in infection where's like all yeah. the other game types like the fact that we like the community had to like yell at 343 for the past couple weeks just to add slayer playlists which should have been in the game in the first place it's like bruh i don't know stuff like that like really that's part of halo to me is not just playing you know 4v4 br starts it's also playing big team and it's playing all the other fun modes when i want to at the same time i want to be able to just play unranked with br starts i hate ar pistol starts that's so dumb i hate having to play against autos with bloom and using them just let me use my br I, like uh, i don't know like the package of halo infinite is so poor compared to the actual gameplay because it's like i really want to keep playing the game the ranking system doesn't make sense to me the ui is bad the customization and monetization is absolutely horrendous, but like the game itself is so cool. It's just that the game itself is being limited in a way too. Like I think it needs more game types, needs more maps, needs more, you know, like the game didn't release with co-op campaign. There's no forge. The theater yeah. mode is broken. It's like, bruh, this was all figured out in 2007. <laughs> like, I think, I hard. think, and I understand why Microsoft didn't do this, but I think this game should have been delayed by another year because it's clear, like it's clear, like it's still a shell. Like there's still like there's yeah. or it, it's it's a bone and it needs more. It needs more meat on the bones. It needs more time to cook in the oven still. Because well, like yeah. the ingredients, the ingredients are there, but they're not fully formed yet, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's like it's they said there, there's this a game amongst a couple of other problems, but I think that's for the most part. Is it, if it just had like another year of time for development it would just it would feel like a more complete package because right now that's the, its biggest problem is it doesn't feel complete well it's i think from what i read it's like most of the game was like cut in 2019 and they like restarted it and yeah it's like oh, how do they screw up halo so much like it should like halo shouldn't be that hard and it should be prioritized like n nothing like this should get so easily screwed up it's so bewildering to me um, I'm enjoying the campaign for what it's worth, but again, it does feel like one of those things where, like, I'm enjoying the core gameplay, but, like, the package, it's like, it all takes place in the same biome, and the open world is like, eh, it's, it kind of gets repetitive, and the story, oh my, the story and the writing is just not for me, I don't know what it is, it's so cringe. <laughs> Every cutscene is also, like, just from, like... I don't know. You'll notice this too when you watch this. Like, every cutscene, there are no cuts, there are no camera angles. It's just, like, always from... A single camera that never stops like it's a single take and it like rotates around cortana or the weapon or whatever and master chief as they talk and it's just so weird how it's shot it's like it's it, it it's so weird i don't know like some things they how it's executed in the game like what were they thinking like or were they thinking i don't know it's so it definitely needed more time in the oven but hey it's out I'm enjoying it for it is what it is but i i do think uh at least hopefully it'll get some improvements in the future when you mentioned cutscenes, I thought you were going to talk about the frame judder that happens during cutscenes because that's one thing I I haven't noticed. Super, that. you haven't noticed. Oh man, no. Maybe it's maybe it's just a console issue. Although I I felt like because I watched a Digital Foundry video on it, and I could have sworn I heard them say it was a PC issue as well. But yeah, at least at least in the multiplayer cutscenes that I've watched, like I've noticed tons of frame juddering in the um in the cutscenes on my end, and it just it looks like really 
really bad. It looks like it's running on like it looks like um, that one um, that one Chozo soldier boss fight Metroid Dread um, oh, yeah. with the uh, with the power bomb uh, Emmy in the background. That that's kind of what it reminded me of. That kind of frame judder. No, I haven't had any crazy performance issues, but uh, you know, in, in single player at least, multiplayer I've obviously had like you know server issues getting shot behind walls etc which you know oh man i forgot oh man i forgot to talk about the server issues oh my god the servers in this game dude you you saw the video that i posted on twitter dude i was furious when that yeah when that happened where where the where i got like some bad collision or something and my rocket exploded right in front of me oh well that wasn't a connection thing that's because someone put a drop shield down in front of you there was a drop shield on that? Yeah. Oh, is that why you were... I thought you were just mad because someone just, like, got you hard. <laughs> I would have been tight. But, yeah, someone threw a drop shield down. Oh, no. Oh, and I, I was pissed. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't, that's I didn't I know was, what just happened. Yeah, <laughs> no. I could have sworn you were mad because someone just, like, reflected your rocket launcher, f- like, frame perfectly. And you just got screwed. <laughs> I didn't realize you thought it was, uh, like, something like that. No, no, no. You got, it got reflected by the drop shield. I gotta rewatch that. Maybe I'm just an idiot. <laughs> see, the game has to see. It's it's not the game. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I it's I that was hate that's, the player, not the game. That, that's the physics in the game are definitely fun in that way. Um, I could definitely I could go on and on about the the gripes and things I like and don't like about Halo Infinite. Um, stuff like yeah, I wish there were weather effects in the campaign. I wish there were some more biomes. There's so much I wish that was different. But at the same time, I do like the core gameplay, and I'm still working on getting my ODST helmet, which I'm working on. But with all that said, uh, we've been at it for over an hour now. Um, I think we've BSed <laughs> long enough. Um, yeah, we have some more Metroid coming up on the horizon. We do obviously have the holidays coming up, so we'll see how that factors into our schedule. Of course, with the new year as well, something to consider. But we still plan to keep our episodes flowing out week to week as usual. If anything changes, of course, we will sure to let you. Uh, we'll be sure to let you all know. Before anyone else, you'll be the first to know. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, uh, Duminal, for joining me here today as Andy was out. And uh, I think we, we had a good chat today about the Game Awards, about some Metroid, about some Halo. Do you th- what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, it was a very very chill and uh, relaxing chat to uh, kind of cap off uh, kind of cap off the uh, hell that has been my uh, week and weekend so far. So hmm. very nice end to it. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have Andy back. I'm, we've like I said, we have some more Metroid in the pipeline. Some more Metroid discussion. We've got a mapping Metroid coming up very soon, and I'm sure if you all follow us on Twitter, you have a good idea of what we're going to be covering or potentially what we might be covering. But uh, let's just say that I'm not going to give you a hint. Uh, <laughs> you got to go find it on your own. I'm not going to give you a hint, but I'm, you should be able to easily figure it out. But yeah, we have a mapping Metroid coming up. I'm sure we'll do another inspired by Metroid. We have some more Metroid episodes coming up in the near future. And who knows? Maybe we'll get some more Metroid news to talk about as well. But I think it is about that time to wrap things up for myself, for Duminal here, for Andy, who is not here, for all of us in the Discord, for everyone listening. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. We love you all. You make the show what it is. Thank you all for joining us each and every week for some Metroid. And, uh, yeah, we'll let you know when the next one's out. We'll figure, you know, we'll figure out what to discuss, as we always do. But I'm sure we'll have some more on the table. And, of course, we'll see you next week, as we do every single week. So thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.